Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like the veterans we lost this month that are being paid tribute to today. John Gresh, Whitehaven. Raleigh Tretner, Hazleton. William Vincent, Newport Township. And Jesuit brother John Flad. Originally born in Wilkes-Barre, raised in Dallas. Yeah, well, we talked about so many things going on. And by the way, I might as well gavel us back into order. Uh, The Club for Common Sense is here. And we've talked to our radio friend, Phil Kirpin. And he's the president of American Commitment. And he sees something coming because it has already been done to you by the Biden administration. Essentially, it is an, it's a battery. I don't, don't call them electric cars. They're battery-powered cars. So these battery-powered cars that are worse for the environment, all in, they're worse for slave labor They're worse for American labor. They're worse for the American economy. They're worse for American uh, national security. It's a sad thing, but Phil Kirpin, who's constantly fighting our fights for us in Washington, D.C., he joins us from American Commitment. Phil, welcome back. My pleasure, Bob. All right, tell us uh, about what the... Biden administration, the lunatic left, is doing to us now? Well, uh, I think most people know about the vast subsidies of our tax dollars that are flowing to these EVs. Uh, Of course, there's a $7,500 tax credit uh, for the purchaser. There's billions of dollars in direct payments to the car companies to retool and, you know, all the rest of that, just to see hundreds of billions of dollars of loan guarantees, just, you know, obscene amounts of money. uh, And and Phil, let us not forget, Ford alone lost $4.5 billion this year on EVs, on battery-powered cars. That's another subsidy. And takes out of the mouths of Americans. Exactly. It's a really good point. So we're spending just massive, obscene amounts of money subsidizing these vehicles. And the manufacturers are still losing money on them. They still are only making their money on the internal combustion vehicles, which tells you consumers really, really don't want it. I mean, you, you know, you're basically bribing people to buy an electric car and they still would rather pay more and get an internal combustion vehicle, which ought to tell you, uh, something about how insane these policies are. But of course, uh, the Biden administration, the Democrats, are not uh, satisfied with letting people make their choices, even with those vast subsidies. And so they have mandates as well. And uh, they've got really three different uh, kind of handles to kind of mandate that people get 
electric cars. They've got uh, a waiver that they granted to California, and nine or ten other states have now followed California, and they're going to outright ban all internal combustion vehicles by 2035. Uh, there's no way states should have that power. The, no. the regulating interstate commerce is why the Constitution exists, why the federal government exists. Yes. I can't think of anything more interstate commerce than being able to buy a car and truck. So it's insane that that waiver was granted. Um, and we actually had a vote in the House last week on revoking that waiver and making it legal in all 50 states to buy internal combustion vehicles. We only got eight Democrats. So it, it's uh, become pretty close to perfectly partisan. But, but uh, you got Democrats. eight Democrats. I, I was looking yeah. at it the other way. <laughs> yeah, you could, yeah, you could look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I said, oh, my God. Zero. Yeah, I mean, well, I, mean, I think they know, I think they know uh, that the politics of it are pretty rotten for them, which yeah. is why, you know, those eight are probably eight of the most endangered Democrats, right? Uh, so, you know, that is one way to look at it. Uh, but, of course, you know, it's not just, it's not just that handful of states uh, because we've got national mandates as well. And by the way, none of the none of the eight Democrats were from Pennsylvania. All of your Democrats voted voted against that. Yeah, and our uh, guy Cartwright is uh, is yeah, a full blown Marxist. Yeah, yeah, he he he's uh, he he doesn't put himself on those short lists very often. <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, we've also got electric vehicle mandates from two federal agencies, from the EPA and from the uh, DOT's what's called NHTSA the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. And the interesting thing about this is Congress actually passed a law, I don't know, a long time ago, 30 years ago, 20 or 30 years ago. They actually passed a law saying you cannot use fuel economy standards to mandate electric vehicles. You cannot even consider what they call alternative fuel vehicles in the setting of fuel economy standards. So the law actually prohibits what they're doing. But, you know, Democrats, they do it anyway. And so they, they put out uh, these regulations through EPA and NHTSA that basically assume a very high level of EV sales. And there's no way to meet their requirements without a high level of EV sales because they set the mile per gallon requirement above what the most fuel efficient gas car can get. So, you know, they, I think the Prius can get something like 50 miles a gallon. They say, oh, well, you need to get 60 yeah. on average across your whole fleet. So in other words, you have to have electric vehicles. And they actually have a table that tells you the percentage of electric vehicle sales that they assume that they effectively require year by year by model year. So they've, and, in, in know, essence, the, the point is proven by their own uh, regulations. By the way, we're talking yeah. with Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment, on this uh, battery-powered car mandate that is coming like a steam train at us. Yeah, so, you know, you look at these numbers. I think that right now we're at about 7% of vehicle sales uh, are, are uh, EVs, which, you know, it's kind of amazing that it's still that low considering how much money they throw at the buyer and the seller and everyone in between yeah. and all the subsidies. Uh, but it's still it's still a niche, 7% of sales in the current year. Uh, but the and, and by mandate, the way, Phil Kirpin, it's okay as a niche. Yeah, it's just not okay I mean, as a I would, mandate. I, I mean, it's like the I, vaccine. I prefer <laughs> that people spend their own money rather than yeah. my tax dollars if they want to buy it. But, yeah, I mean, look, if it's, if it's a choice, let people get what they want. I'm 100% for that. Uh, but we're at seven percent now. We're at seven percent currently. Now you look at their schedule for these mandates. They've got model year 2026, which is you know two years from now, seventeen uh, percent. So it's got to more than double for model year 20. Then for model year 2027, they've got it at thirty percent. Well, 
you know, what's going to happen is, you know, you're going to go to, you know, a couple of years from now, you're going to go to the lot to try to buy a car. Uh, you want to get a new car. You know, your old one's got 100,000 miles, 150, whatever it is. You're, you're ready to, you're, you're uh, ready to get it. You're going to go to the lot, and they're going to basically say, well, we've got a lot of electric vehicles. Look at all these wonderful electric vehicles. You're going to say, you know, I want a gas car. They're going to say, well, we only have a handful of gas cars, and they're super expensive, and we can't sell you know more than a certain percentage. And, and you're going to start seeing massive upward price pressure because the EVs are very expensive. Well, Phil Kirk, and now you're res- what's astonishing, even even more astonishing, and and let's even say you know they're worse for the environment, net net. But let's let's look at one other thing. There are not enough materials to make the battery-powered cars they're trying to mandate. <laughs> like, how does this happen? That. They admit this. They admit this. They admit <laughs> this. Uh, you know, they, the, the Department of Energy's uh, director of loan programs, which is like a huge thing now because they have $300 billion of our money to you know, give out in loan guarantees that was in the Inflation Reduction Act, is a guy named Jigger Shah. And Jigger Shah, I tweeted this just like two days ago. He tweeted, he tweeted, I don't have the exact thing in front of me, but he tweeted something like, you know, obviously we can't replace all of the uh, internal combustion cars in the world with EVs. That would be not sustainable. So we're going to need to have micro-mobility. And I'm like, what, what is that, an electric scooter? What do you mean micro-mobility? You know, so, yeah, they, their plan is not just that they're going to ban internal combustion vehicles and everyone's going to get an EV. They're going to ban internal combustion vehicles and then, a lot of people are not going to be allowed to have any car at all. Yeah. And they're pretty open about this being where they're going. And you're right. You know, the irony of this whole thing is they used to tell us, oh, we're going to run out of oil and gas. And now we found massive amounts of oil and gas, and they can't make that scarcity argument anymore. But they want to forcibly switch us over to something that actually is scarce. And that is the lithium and all the other materials Nickel. that go into these yeah, electric vehicles. They want to create scarcity <laughs> so that they can then use scarcity as the reason to control us and to deny people, you know, the basic freedom of having a car to go where you want. And by the way, you know, I said they're at a 30% mandate in model year 2027. It goes all the way to a 67% electric vehicle mandate in 2032. Oh, and so, God. you know, if the Democrats stay in power... You know, it's very clear where they're going, which is they're going up to 67 by 2032. They're going to go to 100 percent. Phil Kirpin, I, I, was, I was talking to someone yesterday, and I want to come. I, I don't know if you could hold on through the break. Uh, I was talking to someone about this the other day. They said, won't gas prices go down if, in fact, uh, EVs become, you know, the law of the land? And I said, no, they'll actually go up. Because there'll be a scarcity of gas stations because you can't make money owning a gas station if there's less cars. There'll be less production of energy, uh, oil, and, and conversion to gas. It, prices are going to go up across the board. Well, you know, I think it's a little bit hard to predict. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, gasoline prices, uh, you know, I don't think you're going to have a huge decrease in demand, even as they, you know, even when they say uh, the new car you buy has to be electric, you're still going to have a lot of old cars on the road that are using gas. And and by the way, one of the major effects of this whole thing is a lot of people are not going to be able to buy a new car, period, yeah. because they're going to be priced out because they're going to be so expensive. So now you've got to keep your old car on the road more or less forever. We're going to have sort of a Cuban situation, like, you know, they still drive 1955 Chevys <laughs> in Cuba. It's going to be like, yeah, we're going to have cars that people just keep on the road forever and ever and ever and just to keep patching up and keep fixing up because the new cars are all going to be you know, 100 grand uh, mm-hmm. when we get into the 2030s. It's going to be really adequate. So I don't know how much actual 
demand relief they'll be in terms of uh, gasoline and where that'll go. But I'll tell you that if they do transition a huge amount of the fleet forcibly the way they want to, any savings that you might get in terms of lower gas prices are going to be more than wiped out by the higher electric bills you're going to be paying, because we also have severe supply constraints on the electric grid from all the regulations that the left wants, but they want to plug in all these cars. And so we're already seeing uh, in, in, you know, in California, they got blackouts and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, there's not a free lunch in this. You know, you're going to pay for it uh, one way or, or the other. And, uh, you know, it's, we're already starting to see it. Automobile prices are going insane. They're going haywire already. And it's just going to get much, much worse as these mandates ratchet up. It's it's scary. I, I say often to this audience that in every left-wing policy, there's an internal contradiction that is so obvious, which prevents it from working. And you just laid it out for us uh, on battery-powered cars. Phil Kirpin, American Commitment, we thank you very much. I said I'd rather go over than have you hold on. Uh, and I All appreciate right. it. And, and please keep in touch on this and any other issue that you cite. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. All right. Phil Kirpin, American Commitment, we'll be back. As the original Yankee Stadium, which is better than the current stadium, uh, they, they beat the Baltimore Orioles this day in 2008, but they said farewell to Yankee Stadium as well. Bob Cadaro back with you. And uh, Phil Kirpin's always on the mark. And somebody points this out, one of our people, and it's something I talk about all the time. It's, it's almost hard to make a list because there's so many reasons that this is insane. Now, who does this? To people they're supposed to help and protect. You tell me I don't. I, please don't tell me I have to be nice to them. Somebody texted in and, and you, you nail it on the head. Bob, poor people buy used cars. Do you think there's going to be any electric cars on the used car market where the batteries are going to cost a fortune? They're only good for a one-time sale. On the used car market, nobody's going to touch them with a 10-foot bowl. Who wants a car that battery is half in the bag, which costs a fortune to replace? I talk about this all the time. You'll have nothing when you're done with the battery-powered car. Nobody's going to want them in the junkyard because they catch fire. It'll burn everything up. Please think about this. It's untenable. Poor people, working class people, and a lot of middle class people will not be able to afford cars. Because when you've got nothing to trade in, by the way, not even speaking of what in God's name are we going to do with the batteries? It's... It's really frightening. So you have to say, and I, you know, I don't want to um, get in deeper than necessary, but maybe there's evil in the midst of this. It's not better for the environment. It's worse. It's not better for people. It's worse. 
But by the way, that doesn't count the extra weight and the cost of the tires because they're going to wear out four or five times as quickly. Who can afford to replace tires constantly? And it bears repeating, there are not enough materials to make the cars they're mandating. And they won't allow you to explore for those materials in the United States. And they won't allow the grid to be updated in a fashion that would allow electric cars to be powered. So what is their true agenda? To control driving. They're going to have to ration it. Some of you are old enough to remember gas rationing. They're going to ration your use of your private vehicle. That's if you can afford one. Does anybody see where this going or is going? You Biden supporters, you left-wing zombies? Can you join the living and vote these bums out? And this is just one example of the path to insanity. It's in everything they do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Bob Cadaro. Let's hear from our great sponsors. Then we'll do the weather. Then we'll talk to you. A ton of great comments from those of you who have text. Uh, fire away, Joe. I'll make it quick. Uh, just to quote Mark Twain real quick, all the evidence in the world won't convince an idiot. So we'll, leave, we'll leave that there. And secondly, uh, 100%, if we were to switch to electric, the batteries, we won't be able to produce them for 10 years. I mean, we just can't. We're out of minerals. Take that aside, okay? Let's say, oh, the magical battery will come down the road. There is the electric motor, which uses a lot of copper. Any research will show you that to make all vehicles electric, battery aside, just electric motors, we would need by 2035 all the copper produced in the last 100 years. We've never been able to double any raw material in the history of mankind, let alone 100 times worth. The price of copper would skyrocket by 2030. It would be physically impossible. The math doesn't even exist. It's insanity. I, I... And they just plunge ahead, and and then people say, "Hmm, he's doing a good job." I, I, yeah. I, I, I I'm astonished, uh, Joe. I appreciate that so much, my friend. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right, man. Jim from Dallas on on battery powered cars. We don't call them electric here. Okay. Um, I don't know if you read. The, I think I read in the post, but um, this company. Can I name name of a company? I'm not. This company called um. Rivian, yes, they're they're they're, white, they're taking a loss of thirty three thousand on each vehicle. <laughs> I mean, you say to yourself, I mean, what? Yeah, you read right. <laughs> yeah, I got it right here. I'll send yeah, it to no, you. Yeah, no, I know they're Rivian. They're 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 a electric. They're a battery powered truck company that was a that, hot stock I, at in, one point. In the back mountain, I've only seen one in the last six months. Yeah, but anyways, I know I got to get going here, but uh. In the Big Apple, New York City, um, they got $10 million from the federal government to get three electric buses. 
and the company's declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, just, and by the way, the powering stations are hazardous to your health. I, I mean, it just the, the, the disaster doesn't end. This is this is. Well, Will they have to pay that $10 million back, or is it free? No, of course not. <laughs> it's your money. What do they care? <laughs> I don't know. One more quick thing. September 17th, 1987, 39 years ago, I watched the Johnny Carson old monologue. Guess who was on there? He was cutting up um, Senator Joe Biden. What he did was, yes. Oh, yeah. We played that. Years ago. We, we have played that. He got who Joe Biden oh, was a long time ago. Yep. Oh, my God. I only wish Carson was alive now for so that monologue. But, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jim. Let's get a couple of these texts in, if I can, before the uh, before the break. Bob, I never thought of the extra weight issue with the battery vehicles. Now, now and, and somebody else pointed out, doesn't it require oil to make tires, which are going to wear out four and five and six times faster? Yes. And the macadam... The road surfaces that will be damaged by the weight of the cars is also requires oil to produce. This is insanity. This mandate is insanity. Bob, where are we going to get uh, all the extra vehicle electric charge, all the mandated new electric vehicles? The, the power grid cannot handle it. Period. I... Somebody said, hello, Bob. I just want to tell you, I'm in my late 60s, and my wife is in her early 70s, and we're driving that Cougar. She's a Cougar. And we're driving a 2002 GMC with 188,000 miles on it. I'm not rich, but I'm not poor. And I can afford a brand new car, but we're going to keep this one as long as it runs and passes inspection. It's only prudent. It's only prudent. I'm a car person, so when I see a new car come out, I I can't afford it now, but I just I run out and get it. I got my Jeep Wagoneer. I just love it. But, man, this is great stuff. I went up Tony Domiano's as soon as I saw it in a, a commercial, and I said, give me a Wagoneer, and I, I, I do love it. Uh, Bob, uh, I love Phil Kirpin's analogy to Cuba. Right now, we have a 96 Jeep Cherokee that has 280,000 miles on it and look forward to keeping it a long, long time. No money for electric. My friend Frank Cranick has, he's got, I think he's still got his old Jeep Wagoneer. The, 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 you know, the original version of it. Now, this is, uh, this is crazy. Don't confuse yourself that they know what they're doing. They do not. And they don't care about you. George Carlin will tell you a little bit more about this uh, after we come back from Bloomberg. But we got to take a break now. Frank Sinatra's waiting. Gerard Mayer's waiting. uh, But let's hear from our great sponsors first. We'll be back. When the electric cars burn up in the attached garages of these houses. (laughs) Thank you for that. That's another problem. And I mean a big one. It's hard enough to have insurance on your home. It's It's a cost... Fortunately, most of us will never have to dip into, but yeah. How about homeowner's insurance? And let's talk about fleets. How about the companies that have to insure these? No, this is is as crazy as it sounds. Nick from Dunmore, we got about a minute, my friend. Fire away on battery cars. 
Yeah, how about this one? There's a sign at the Steamtown Mall that says, due to some battery fires, certain vehicles are not allowed to park at the mall. <laughs> Which they can't. I mean, do you want them in your property? I mean, it's nuts. No, I know. Oh, Nick. So if, we're... You dri- if, if you drive to the mall and you, and you, you can't park. And you have John Kerry running around, walking around like he, like he's serious about this. It's about control. There's not a doubt about it. Not a doubt in my mind, Nick. Okay, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, I'm watching this guy pistol whip a jewelry owner, and he just got on camera. And one of the jurors held out, and he got a mistrial. <laughs> the world Terrible. is upside down, Nick. We know it, right? All right, you got a poem about the good old days. Yeah, we're, all morning it's about the bad new days, but this is about the good old days. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. Took you a or while. My lady. Go ahead. Okay, the good old days aren't just another cliche. They are named that for a special reason. There may be memories of your childhood years. Then again, you may recall a favorite season. Remember when the pace was slower and it seemed that the days stood still? We took the time to savor every moment, even the simple life and yeah, even the simple things in life were such a thrill. For me, it was walking downtown with my mother. I knew I'd be in for a special treat. After browsing through all of the stores, we would usually grab a bite to eat. Some may have enjoyed a Sunday picnic. To others, it may have been a daily swim. You may discover while reminiscing about the past that the best things were probably done on a whim. Although times and people may have changed, the past cannot ever be erased. For the good old days will always have a special meaning and I know in my heart they can never be replaced. I love it. I love it. Goldie YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 